the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Donald Trump is telling Americans that difficult days are ahead. This will be probably the toughest week between this week and next week. And there'll be a lot of death, unfortunately. The president issued that warning at the White House Saturday. Coronavirus Response Coordinator Dr. Deborah Burks. This is the moment to not be going to the grocery store, not going to the pharmacy, but doing everything you can to keep your family and your friends safe. And that means everybody doing the six feet distancing, washing your hands. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the virus's progression in places like China and Washington state show the guidelines work. Because the virus has no place to go if you're physically separated. President Trump adds that's key. To get this thing over with, we want to finish this war. We have to get back to work. Ben Thomas, Washington. More details at srnnews.com. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit this station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. With an abundance of misinformation being spread online, we're doing everything we can to keep you informed and up to date. Right now, if you go to the homepage at am1280thepatriot.com, you can see the latest updates surrounding COVID-19. Just go to our website and click on COVID-19 updates and resources. Just past 2 o'clock on this Sunday afternoon, let's take a look at your Twin Cities forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Sunny skies with a high of 56. we got Hour 2, Brad Carlson Show, Narn, right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. And 12 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to leave us a message via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag show hashtag N-A-R-N show. And we do have our Facebook Live up and running. So go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and uh, comment on our video stream of today's live broadcast. And as always, we appreciate you 
tuning in. A lot to get to, obviously, in this second hour, COVID-19. Spend the first hour uh, talking a little bit about uh, government overreach and how do we balance between our freedoms and liberties and trying to you know make a living and survive economically with also stemming the tide of this virus and trying to prevent it from spreading and ultimately uh, curbing the uh, infections and deaths. So that was a lot of what we're talking about the first hour. In the second hour, uh, we're going to look back at a lot of uh, folks, just revisionist history. A lot of people are criticizing the federal government response, particularly President Trump, and how he's handling this COVID-19 pandemic. And there are some criticisms to be levied. There's no doubt about it. But a lot of people are coming from this place where, well, he should have known right right from the beginning how serious this was. But the same people are saying this now. We're singing a way different tune back, say, late January, February, even into early March. So we'll get to a lot of that this hour. But I did want to get to a, a quick phone call. Uh, Larry's been very patient holding during the break, line one, uh, Larry from Bloomington, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Appreciate you holding, sir. You bet, Brad. Appreciate your show very much. I found you about a year and a year and a half or so ago, and, and like the baseball reference uh, being the closure. Nice choice of name. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. So, um, boy, you just mentioned something about Trump, which I that wasn't the purpose of my call, but boy, this won't be the last time that uh, something gets hung on Trump. That's really kind of part of a bureaucracy that's been around for eight years and. You know, a lot of that stuff's still intact, and it'll probably be a while before everything is cleared up. But Trump deserves his criticisms, but uh, I think he's still our best option for the upcoming election. So I'm hoping that him and his policies get continued for four more years. Um, Hope your listeners do, too. Um, The reason I called is about the economic impact in Minnesota of certain industries, and I'm thinking particularly of golf because I'm a golfer and I love golf. And as you probably know, the golf courses here have a very short window to make money in, you know, the, the, especially the ones up North, but even the ones in the twin cities. And uh, if they aren't allowed to open and get this early golf in, you know, we finally have a early spring, heaven forbid. And uh, now the golf courses are closed. Mm. And um, I just think it's really going to hurt a lot of people. And I know we have a lot of golfers in Minnesota. There's a lot of passion for golf. And so I've been exhorting my friends and I exhort your listeners to, Write the governor, uh, email the governor and the legislature and say, look, we can play golf safely. Um, our golf course has already developed rules around being able to keep your social distance, not touching the flag sticks, yep. not putting anything else out on the golf course, right? So there's a whole lot of policies already in place. So I know we can golf safely. So I hope uh, Governor Walls will see his way clear to let us do that very soon. Yeah, appreciate the call, Larry. Thanks so much. And yeah, it's it's. I'm glad you brought that up because Senator Jim Abler was on the broadcast last week, and he talked about that very thing. You know, we uh, Senator Abler is my senator, and I live up in the Anoka, Ramsey, Andover area, and he talked specifically about the Anoka Greenhaven Golf Course. Uh, like you mentioned, the all go- golf courses closed uh, via executive order, uh, but it can. It, it's a um, you know, he talked about this that this it can operate virtually with, uh, say, a golf twosome interacting with no staff. So while these two can say go for a walk in the park, uh, they can't share a 130 acre golf course with 70 other golfers, even while the golf course can assure social distancing. So that's an excellent point, Larry. And this is this was the tenant of uh, Jim Abler's op ed. In fact, he and uh, Senator Scott Jensen and Senator uh, John Hoffman 
wrote an op-ed in the uh, Star Tribune this past week. Uh, Senators Abler and Jensen, Republicans, and and Senator Hoffman's DFLer, and they both agree. Look, we understand you know you're talking about shutting down essential services, or excuse me, keeping open essential services like gas stations and grocery stores and pharmacies and doctors' offices, that sort of thing. But that doesn't mean that businesses still can't operate. They can still maintain the social distancing. And I'll read a couple of blurbs from this. Uh, there's also uh, cabinet makers. They're closed by an executive order. Uh, but there is a company specifically, they don't mention the name of the company, but there is a company with three men who are the only workers in a huge warehouse. So they can adhere to the social distancing guidelines, but yet they aren't allowed to work. So... Uh, Larry brings up an excellent point. There are businesses that may not be deemed quote-unquote essential, but they still should be able to function uh, in this economy. And they, uh, they, the three, these three senators basically came out and said, you know, together said, look, let's offer a solution. You know, specifically define safe versus unsafe uh, work sites instead of essential versus non-essential functions. I think that would be a better criteria. So, this is something, obviously, they're going to uh, broach with the governor, like you said. And, yeah, I, I also agree that it probably wouldn't be a bad thing for our listeners and whomever else to email the governor, governor's office and make that appeal to him from the standpoint, hey, let's kind of hey, use a different criteria for keeping businesses open because it's it's hurting. You know, people are hurting. So I uh, appreciate the call, as always. I did want to get into another aspect of this. You know, Trump is one way that Trump is being levied heavy criticism from others is he's not declared a a national shutdown or national shelter in place, shall we say. He's leaving it up to the governors. And one thing that this pandemic is revealing is, well, number one, we've talked a lot about this, a lot of the government bureaucracy and red tape that's inhibiting progress, that's allowing for imports of critical equipment to be brought into this country to safeguard our healthcare workers, those on the front line. But it's also revealing people's ignorance about federalism. Okay? Federal governments just can't go in and dictate to states what they should do. Fifty states, they're they're not all the same. You know, I was I was reading recently where New York City, for instance, they're easing restrictions uh, for medical students and allowing them to come in and help with this, uh, with the uh, many people that are going into these New York City hospitals because they're just short staffed. So these medical students are competent enough to at least administer, administer certain medical examinations and procedures while not being fully licensed doctors yet. Okay. So whereas in smaller states, more sparsely populated states, their doctors being furloughed. Okay? So you're telling me that we should have a one-size-fits-all shelter-in-place stay-at-home order for New York the same as, say, Wyoming, Utah, Iowa, other sparsely, uh, sparsely populated states? That doesn't make sense. So we need to kind of get away from this, this kind of one-size-fits-all mentality. And CBS News, they, they perpetuated this. They said they uh, had a story a couple days ago how 42 states now have stay-at-home orders for coronavirus, but there are eight that don't. And they list them: uh, Arkansas, Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, South Carolina, Utah, and Wyoming. Any idea what they all have in common? 
They're not very highly po- densely populated at all. And so they're able to practice the uh, specific protocols in order to maintain social distancing. And and I dare say that the mortality rate of the people that are infected, and let's be honest, no one, there's not 150, there's not one state that has uh, not had at least a one case of Corona uh, COVID-19. I think West Virginia was the, uh, was the final one. And, um, you know, they, they had a case recently, but of course people use, people use this to demagogue because these are, these are all eight States, all eight of these States, uh, voted for Trump in 2016. And I believe all eight States are governed, uh, by Republicans. So of course, what's the chanting point? All these anti-science Republicans, Putting their constituents in danger. Well, again, it's obvious by those COVID-19 cases that people are doing what's necessary to, to limit the exposure. Okay, now again, it's inevitable people are going to get affected because you know, people are going to travel across or have traveled across state lines and they may have been infected and not have known, not known about it. And again, the key thing is... It just takes two or three people to get infected, and all of a sudden you're talking about exponential growth, right? But President Trump, to his credit, you know, he's not he's not the most uh, nuanced speaker, all right? But when asked about this, why aren't you putting a federal uh, shelter-in-place order, he says, look, the, each of 50 states, they have governors, okay? That's their purview. That's up to them based on the needs of their states, Okay, because you can't have this one size fits all mentality for each of fifty states. It just it doesn't make doesn't make any sense at all. So uh, this is something that again, uh, people are woefully a lot of people are woefully ignorant of because they're they're railing on Trump for not calling this out, and and some are using it to say, well, this proves that we need more government intervention in everyday life. Okay, we need to so we need to centralize everything, and it's like. Okay, you've spent how many years, you never Trumpers, uh, basically accusing him of being as bad as Hitler? Now you actually want him to just, with one fell swoop, sign these executive orders and have a one-size-fits-all order for all 50 states? You're basically wanting him to be a dictator now. So it's amazing how, how, how circumstances change like this. And that's another thing we may talk about a little bit. As, as we uh, come upon this, is how people are using this to demagogue their own political worldview. I mean, Governor Gavin Newsom of California said that this is, this this proves that we need a much more progressive agenda going forward. And uh, Democrat presidential candidate Joe Biden says, wow, we need to, uh, you know, we, in this latest stimulus package, we didn't get a Green New Deal, but the next one, we're going to get that Green New Deal in there. You know, it's it's just insane. And again, it, it it may be inconvenient to point out, but these where the uh, infection rate is worst is in cities where people are on top of each other, where people are in high density housing and stack and pack housing and riding subways to work. Okay, to the extent that anybody is working now in New York City. As a matter of fact, and I'll talk about this in another segment or two. New York City, someone posted a photo just from Thursday. Thursday, subway car. People packed in like sardines on Thursday. You know, and they're in each of the last three days, they've had at least 500 people 
in New York's in New York die from COVID nineteen. Okay. That's that's business as usual there because my commute on my way home I was stuffed in there like sardine cans I, I'm, every I'm single day Monday I'm, through Friday I'm speechless I, I saw that it's like how how I mean again I know that there are still some essential comp- companies open the companies that deemed essential are still open and people have to get to work but where does it get to a point where somebody has to say whoa whoa whoa, whoa time out time out time out I live in New York City I don't have a car I didn't need a car all right the only way I got to get from point A to point B is the subway. And have you seen what the subways look like? I, that's not happening. There's no six feet apart between anybody in that car. Nobody is six feet from anybody else. That was insane. And if if that is going on in New York City, how, how do we expect this thing to slow down? I mean, I hate to be a pessimist here, but New York City, I, I mean, how many people are in New York City? Okay, and it's not... As far as square miles, not that big, but there are a lot of people there. And to see that, I was just stunned by that. But again, we'll get we'll talk a little bit more about that another uh, another segment. And continue to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Tall bunion plumbing and drains. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Paul Bunyan is chopping prices on water heaters. Get a 40-gallon atmospheric water heater with installation by a certified technician for just $999, plus permit if needed. If you're having problems with your worn-out water heater, call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains for their $999 special. Certain restrictions apply. For details, visit heypaul.com. My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, believe it or not this is really amazing you won't see it on netflix or amazon prime but now you can watch no safe spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com it's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our american values in any event it's just a great film see no safe spaces starring adam carolla and me at nosafespaces.com it's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, 
Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Join Dr. Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back, AM 12 to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have the Facebook Live up and running. On Facebook.com, go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, and you'll see our live video running there. And if you'd like to leave a comment there as well, that is perfectly fine. Continuing with our phone calls, line one, Eric from Edina is weighing in. Hey, Eric, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, Brad, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, in, in listening to the governor over the last week and a half, he keeps promising that he's going to share the underlying algorithms, equations, and assumptions used for the model that he claims is his smart mitigation model. He's still not done that. And I'm wondering if this is becoming, for him, a little bit too political. And is it possible he's leaning on one or two epidemiologists and data scientists a little bit too heavily instead of using the experts from all over the state, including you know, United Health, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Honeywell, 3M, you know, all these companies have great minds. Is he drawing on all of them or maybe relying on one or two who are echoing his uh, his thought process? Yeah, I appreciate the uh, call, Eric. I uh, specifically, I I don't know. I know there was a. Um, I'll have to try to uh, find the uh, the Star Tribune piece. There was a um, uh, a woman that uh, the Star Tribune had referenced that uh, referred to as um, yeah Jan Malcolm. She is uh, they referred to her as uh, Minnesota's uh, Dr. Fauci. Um, one problem, she's not a doctor, <laughs> okay? So uh, that, I, I think when people hear that, you're relying on someone for the, the these kind of insights and kind of your uh, expert to disseminate this information and is not even a doctor. That Yeah, that's a little alarming. And so uh, as far as hearing from multiple people, I, you know, again, I think he... Uh, He's the the thing that gives me pause, you know, and I talked about this the first hour, is how some of these causes of deaths are just being attributed to COVID nineteen. If the victim has respiratory, it was it had respiratory symptoms, but they don't do an aut- an autopsy to uh, to verify that. And again, that 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 to me is uh, very alarming. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I, I think there definitely needs to be some more transparency. And if things don't uh, show to at least get better within a certain time frame, you know, who are you rely? Who else are you going to be uh, relying upon? So, uh, anyhow, thanks for the call, Eric. We uh, definitely uh, appreciate it. I haven't had an opportunity to listen to as many of uh, Governor Walz's uh, press briefings as I'd like. So that's something that I definitely have to. 
uh, check out, see who he's citing and, and what kind of data. Uh, Wayne from Maplewood is calling in from line one. Hey, Wayne, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, Brad. Uh, yeah, I, I was just looking, think, thinking about Easter coming up and how so many people like to go to church on Easter. So my thought is that many churches are broadcasting and simulcasting on the radio or on the Internet mm-hmm. their service. So my thought is everybody just shows up in their car in the parking lot. Nobody gets out. Everybody can see everybody. Everybody can wave at everybody, but they're inside their car. And we all listen to the service together in the parking lot for Easter. Could also be done at drive-in theaters, since not too many people are going to drive-ins. But you could do the same thing, because that is as whoever I was talking to earlier reminded me that drive-in theaters is the only theater that you can go to. Right. So it must be allowable to get together in a parking lot in your car. Yeah. It's a thought for discussion. Yeah. Appreciate the call, Wayne. I actually saw some folks uh, this morning on uh, social media, they were kind of doing kind of drive, driving through their church parking lot, kind of like a parade because it's Palm Sunday today. So, and obviously that's a, Tradition for some people like to go to church on Palm Sunday in addition to Easter. So, yeah, I, I think some churches will probably uh, uh, go that route, certainly. Uh, they don't they have an outlawed leisurely uh, driving, and if the proper social distancing is taking place. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that's a bad idea, and I, I, I would I'd venture a guess that some churches are, are, are going that route. So, uh, like I say, my wife and I, we're going to continue to you know, do church online. We've got everything we need to, to do that, and and have done it even before this pandemic, you know, when there were Sundays where, uh, you know, one of us was not feeling well or, you know, we had plans immediately after uh, after church and wanted to be or be at home, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that some churches already are, are planning for that. So definitely keep an eye upon that. And I by the way, speaking of Easter, I plan on being live next week, uh, Easter Sunday on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So um, we hope to uh, have you uh, tuning in and, you know, Easter festivities, that's value time with your family. Uh, You know, obviously it's a little difficult now to be with too many family members given what we're going through. But uh, I did notice that people are taking advantage of of these online platforms to have these conferences, whether it's WebEx or or Zoom. In fact, uh, me and a bunch of friends of mine, got together for a Zoom happy hour on Friday evening. It started right at 9, and I was there right at 9 o'clock, and it ended up going to about 1 a.m. A oh, few, wow. A few of us hung on right to the end. I was there all four hours. There were some people that came in and out mm-hmm. uh, during during the time. But, uh, uh, yeah, I was there all four hours. And our, our good friend, uh, uh, friend of the show, Kelly Gunderson, a.k.a. NASCAR Kelly, and uh, Talkette on Twitter, uh, she hosted it, and it was a bunch of political people that were there, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun talking about uh, old war stories and, and politics, going to political conventions. Because, you know, it's political convention season right now, but, of course, if there's any conventions going on, uh, people are uh, meeting virtually, you know, so uh, this is... Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to just reminisce and talk about all that stuff, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's it's... It's kind of our new normal right now. Yeah. So. Me and some buddies have done that, too. Uh, we thought it was going to be a little bit awkward at first just because we hadn't done something like that before. But eventually, you know, it's just like 
hey, this is the best way we can hang out with each other, so we're going to take it, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So we've done some Skypes. Uh, the big thing, though, for uh, especially people my age is the Marco Polo app. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah, we use it. I okay. Mean- yeah, my yep. wife and I use it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, you just send a little video, but you're in a group, and so it's basically like Snapchat for a gigantic group, okay. pretty much. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting. Me and my friend started doing that yesterday, and we had some fun with it. So, yeah, people are figuring ways out to hang out with each other. Yeah, and I, and I think that's 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 really important is, you know, in in this time where you can't be physically together, you have to maintain some sort of human contact. When they say social distancing, they talk about physically being apart, but they but that doesn't mean to just be completely antisocial. Cut out all all kinds of contact in your life. You know, I call my mother every day, every day, because you know she's seventy eight now and uh, lives in a in a apartment building where there's elderly. You know, obviously it's predominantly elderly people, and so they're they're the most susceptible, obviously. And and mom doesn't never left her apartment much, anyways. But now you know. She does leave to go down to get her mail or maybe, you know, toss her garbage, that sort of thing. So she does leave. So, you know, there there is still uh, some slight risk in just walking out your front door. But, yeah, I call my mom every day. Uh, I, you know, I text friends that, uh, you know, I've been thinking about just say, hey, how are you holding up during this whole thing? Because I'm genuinely curious on how my friends are doing because I, you know, there are some friends I wasn't sure if their jobs laid them off or if they're able to work from home. And we kind of share war stories about working from home. And it's fun. You know, it's fun doing that. So that is uh, that is a great way to maintain contact is is many of these online platforms. And again, if you like um, if you like uh, texting as well, that's certainly a, a great venue. And uh, I've been getting a lot better than that. Uh, was that a complaint, by the way? No, somebody's gonna come uh, call in on the show, but we're up against a break here shortly. So yeah, we are. We only got a, about a minute to go. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm kind of uh, rambling a little bit here because I didn't have time to get to my uh, next story that I wanted to because I want to develop that the next segment. But yeah, we are up against a break. Uh, but don't forget, folks, I do have the Facebook Live video up and running, and there is a there is a comment section there. So if you go to our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page and comment on our video. I'll be sure to read any comments, respond to any comments or questions there. Hashtag Narn Show on Twitter, hashtag NARN Show. And obviously, many of you know the phone number, but I'll give it out anyway, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Uh, Any comments or questions, as you can imagine, it's all COVID-19 all the time right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We'll be back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. With a Marcus by Goldman Sachs, no penalty CD. Um, there's a typo, a fixed rate guaranteed, and no penalties if you withdraw your balance early? That's right, no penalties. Really? Take two. With a Marcus by Goldman Sachs, no penalty CD, you get a fixed rate of 1.7% for seven months. There are no penalties if you withdraw your balance early. And you keep the interest you earned. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Learn more at Marcus.com. $500 minimum balance required to earn stated annual percentage yield, which may change before account is funded. May withdraw full balance beginning seven days after funding. Rates as of March 20th, 2020. Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Relief factor. Pain relief that's natural. Pain relief that works. And pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning. 28 staples out of my knee. And I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. 
I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Get us away in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag NARN Show. And we do have our Facebook up and live. Facebook Live going in the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Feel free to watch us uh, via video and comment accordingly. Thanks, as always, for your support. Rolling back to the phones. Uh, Line 1, Tom is calling. Hey, Tom, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, thanks for taking the call, Brad. And uh, you got Reardon on today, 41, Aguilera, 38, or DeMariano Rivera, 42. What jersey you got on right now, Brad? Ooh. Uh, I think I've got uh, number 55, Taylor Rogers. Uh, okay. okay. Recency okay. bias. We'll, 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 we'll live with I'm that. not a lefty, though, so hey. I get uh, anybody, But any lefty that can sling mid-90s, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. He's been a great find for the Twins. Hey, Brad, continuous prayers for the president, the country, our families. Uh, yes, sir. At the Atkinson fire firing, I'm just going to cross-fire you and then take, take me off there. The Atkinson firing. The president yesterday is saying he's not in favor of voting, mail-in voting, and he wants uh, voter ID. And June 1st, opening day against Tampa Bay at home. Let's shoot for that. And will you talk about the Diggs trade, uh, the Stefan Diggs trade 
and I'll take it off the air. Thanks for being an asset to everybody in the Twin Cities, and uh, enjoy the show this afternoon. Thank you, Brad. Hey, thanks, Tom. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call as always. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I heard about the Atkinson firing, obviously, and uh, the president, um, you know, maintains that uh, he, he uh, Atkinson took a fake uh, report and uh, gave it to Congress, and they use that obviously for the basis, or one of the one of the many things they use for their basis for uh, impeachment. So you know. I, I don't uh, I don't really know um, you know where we're going with uh, what what the situation was with that um, you know that kind of gets lost in COVID nineteen but obviously the president was, was uh, asked about it and of course the usual suspects say well the president doesn't like oversight of his administration the president maintains the Ukraine phone call was a perfect phone call um, when in actuality. Um, it it wasn't if you if you read the uh, the transcript of it. So uh, what else? Oh, the Diggs trade. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he didn't want to be here. Right. What do you do? And right. when you get the kind of return that the Vikings were going to get, how do you say no? Uh, I think twenty twenty is going to be pretty much a transitional year um, for the Vikings mm-hmm. because you know they've uh, they obviously lost their number one right wide receiver in Diggs and Diggs and Thielen were I think one of the best duos in the NFL. Plus you've got the offensive line and that hasn't been upgraded much yet. They may do it through the draft. Who mm-hmm. knows? They've lost several starters on defense that was regressing from where their number one defense in 2017. So that needs to be rebuilt. So 2020 is going to be kind of a transition year and you've got cousins signed through 2022 after his extension. So my thing is they're aiming for 2021 or 2022 to be relevant again and by that time, who knows what's going to look like? Will Zimmer or Spielman even be around? I have no idea. But uh, dig straight. I'm not wild about it, but I understand why they did because he didn't want to be here. Yeah, and I'm guessing. Look, free agency is already pretty much bone dry at this point. The Vikings aren't going to be getting anybody. They're not going to really be adding anybody. Maybe somebody here and there once you get through like training camps and stuff. If they can do training camps, let's hope that they can. Right. Other players will get cut here and there. Maybe the Vikings can swoop somebody up. But they need to figure out what they're doing with both of their guards because I don't know if Elfline's going to be coming back. He probably will get a chance just because he's still on his rookie contract. But in terms of him being a starter, remains to be seen. They cut Josh Klein, their other guard, so we'll see what happens there. There's still rumors that Riley Reef might move to guard. Don't know about that. And then there is who is going to play defensive back for this team. There's still rumors that Anthony Harris still might get traded. There's a chance of that, like a sign-and-trade kind of a thing. I hope that doesn't happen, though, because based off everybody we've lost, I really don't want to lose Anthony on top of that. Um, But Spielman is gunning for a really good draft this year because there's a lot of receivers, there's a lot of linemen, and there are a lot of cornerbacks that people think are starter quality kind of talent, which yeah. might not mean anything because once you get to the actual NFL, it's a whole different ball game, no pun intended, but I I'm guessing just because they were already look, the exodus of a bunch of Vikings players, that was inevitable. It may they may have been able to push it off year to year because it was going to start last year when Anthony Barr was going to sign with the Jets, but then they were able to move around some money to keep him. I knew this was going to happen. I knew there was going to be coming where, all right, we're not going to be able to keep everybody. Right. And it turned out to be this was the offseason where we couldn't keep everybody. Yeah, and I understand, you know, Linval Joseph and Xavier Rhodes being being released, you know, save valuable cap space. And then Everson Griffin, you know, had the option to void his contract, which he did, and he's moving on. He hasn't signed anywhere as yet. And, yeah, and obviously I thought Mackenzie Alexander is a guy they, they, they could have kept, should have yeah. kept, but didn't. 
uh, Trey Wayne's, it wasn't broken up about, especially no. the money he got in Cincinnati. It's exactly. Like, you're not no, forget it. So, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a year of transition now. It may be that Mike Zimmer thinks, I can coach these guys up, you know, and uh, we'll True. get some get some guys in here that may not be as uh, highly touted, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, could fit into our system. So. Yeah, and the encouraging thing for Vikings fans, if you're worried about next season, just look at what the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions have done. Mm-hmm. Virtually nothing as well. Neither of those teams really went out and... The Bears traded for Nick Foles. Come on. I don't think that's much of an upgrade over Trubisky, I'm going to be honest. So I don't know if that's going to work out. But if you look at the rest of the division, none of the other teams in our division hit home runs this offseason with free agency. Now, obviously, things can change in the draft. But Vikings fans, be a little bit encouraged that none of the other teams in the division seem to have improved, including us, unfortunately, but it's not like the Bears, Lions, or Packers have gotten significantly better since the offseason started. So, yeah, appreciate the call, Tommy. A little diversion of football is not a bad thing. It's a great thing. These days, are you kidding me? I'll take it. Yeah, the NFL, um, you know, just kind of moving ahead with their draft. Obviously, you have to be a virtual draft. You know, everybody doing anything. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating to watch. And then uh, the president had a call with many of the sports commissioners yesterday uh, and indicated that the NFL season would start on time. And, of course, anything that the president does, you know, because the NFL, they're, they're, they're a bunch of social justice warriors uh, among the NFL players, which is fine. You can be what, you can think whatever you want politically. That's perfectly fine. And, and, and a lot of the NFL writers are, are far-left progressives. And when the president said that, you know, I, I just basically launched a preemptive strike. I said, look, he said that the season should start by September 8th. I take that as more of a goal than a proclamation because people flipped out when he said, I think the economy, need, America needs to get back to work April 12th. Easter, April 12th, that's, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. And people just flipped out. That, you know, oh, my God, we're going to kill grandma and grandpa to save the stock market. You know, stupid garbage like that. But what they don't listen to, and and they don't want to listen because it undermines their narrative, is the president was then asked, well, what if that ends up being too soon and we still haven't flattened this curve and there's still mortality rate still hasn't gone down? You know, is that still going to is that still a hard date? And he basically said, look, I will consult with the doctors in Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks on my coronavirus task force and make a decision based on their input. And literally a couple days after that, both Drs. Fauci and Burks went in the president's office with the data and said, Mr. President, we think that's too soon. We think it's best to extend the federal social distancing guidelines to April 30th. And the president took it under advisement and said, I guess that's what we have to do. And so now it's been extended to April 30th. My point in bringing that up is he'll probably do the same thing with this, the NFL season, as he did with, you know, talking about America getting back to work. Okay, he's just not going to say, let's get back up and running again if the mortality rate is still at a, at a certain level and if the infection rate and, you know, like I say, the curve has, national curve hasn't been flattened. Okay? So, you know, let's 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 stop with the hyperbole. I know a lot of the, these uh, sports writers and, and athletes don't like the president. And again, that's fine. You're entitled to any political opinion you want, but let's let's have some intellectual honesty about it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. We're also on Facebook Live. Check us out there as well on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. One final segment on the broadcast coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere.
1280 The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something. Something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520-800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. My business is the only free service of its kind where homeowners can receive three separate bids on any brand of roofing, siding, and windows from three local contractors after only one short meeting with me. Well, did you know that free short meeting can also happen over the phone? Over the years, I've had many customers take advantage of my virtual appointments. You know, I've got this down. Customers simply send me a few pictures, and we discuss the best options to fit their budget needs over the phone. I can get all the measurements I need online with today's satellite programs, and voila! You receive accurate installed quotes via email a few days later, same as my popular in-person process. This is great for busy people, and it's being used even more with today's health concerns. It's the best way to receive three competitive bids on the top brands of window siding and roofing with zero salespeople trouncing through your home. I work hard to find you the best prices and quality. So set up your virtual appointment today with me, Ryan, at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that RackShack attack, RackShack barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. AM 1280, The Patriot and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. I'm to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with one final segment of the broadcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Do want to get to some audio sound clips? You know, there's been a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking uh, with journalists, leftists, but I repeat myself uh, about Trump's slow response, how he didn't take it seriously initially, and uh, what they failed to convey is uh, it they themselves. Uh, in fact, Jason was the second email I sent you with the media supercut. Yep, I got it. This okay. <clears throat> so this is a uh, supercut of certain. Uh, media members that uh, many of the same ones who are accusing the president of being flip about how serious this was when they themselves 
uh, really didn't grasp the seriousness. This is about a little over a minute long. Again, this is a media supercut, uh, courtesy of the Washington Free Beacon, who does a terrific job putting together these uh, supercuts of these uh, media outlets. So here we go. In late February, President Trump began downplaying the coronavirus by likening the illness to the seasonal flu. People are like, you know, I think I have the flu. Could it be the coronavirus? Overall, most people should not be terribly concerned about it. You definitely want to pay attention. Should they panic? No, Americans do not need to panic. What I would suggest, however, Mm -hmm. is that Americans take this as a wake-up call for seasonal flu. Flu is a much bigger deal. There's an important context we need to keep this in, and that is that the flu is more deadly. Maybe this is a good opportunity to remind people of that. Such a good reminder. And while there's a lot of fear over this coronavirus, you know, the flu is already widespread in the U.S. and and it really is much more deadly, is it not? Coronavirus is not going to cause a major issue in the United States. We're going to have 40 to 60,000 deaths this year in the United States from the influenza, and it's preventable. And there are only 12 confirmed cases of coronavirus here in the state. The risk is low. The risk, however, for the flu is through the roof. Health warning from doctors, why they say people should be more worried about the flu than the coronavirus. Half of the people in America do not get a flu shot, and the flu right now is far deadlier. So if you're freaked out at all about the coronavirus, you should be more concerned about the flu. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, several media members, and in fact, uh, there was a first email I sent you, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, again, a lot of these sound clips started in late January, went into February, and Anderson Cooper, the last one we heard, was like March 4th, okay? So as as into the month of March, they were still saying, ah, you know, I'd say it's no worse, uh, no worse than the flu. So if the president is getting all his information from these same health officials that the mainstream media was basing their analysis on, then how do you fault him for not having as quick a response? Dr. Anthony Fauci, again, with the National Institute of Health and on Dr. President Trump's coronavirus task force, said this on January 21st. So uh, manageable numbers. Um, bottom line, we don't have to worry about this one, right? Well, I, you know, obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. So, uh, so there you have it. Numbers. Yeah, that was uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci again late January. Okay, now he's, you know, again, National Institute of Health. If he's saying this in late January, then suppose the president had said, well, I don't know. I'm seeing uh, the way this is spreading in other parts of the world. If that gets here, it's a major problem. And he starts making these orders that they're demanding he makes now. What do you think the response would have been? You know, and the one person who was kind of head of the head of the curve was Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, and that's the second sound clip, uh, cut number two. Senator Tom Cotton, Republican out of Arkansas, was on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show back in late January during when? The impeachment trial. So Tucker Carlson talking to Senator Tom Cotton, cut number two. Why am I watching impeachment coverage all day? I mean, you're in the United States. It's not your fault, of course, but you're in the Senate. So you're, you're following this, this actual story. You're watching this garbage in Washington. Why are people focused on one and not the other? Well, Tucker, that's right. Anytime I come out of the impeachment trial for our brief breaks, it seems like there's been reports of another thousand people who have contracted this virus and a few more that have been killed. And when we wake up in the morning in America, I assure you those numbers will go up again. 
I suspect that months from now, or perhaps even years from now, when people look back at this time, coronavirus will be considered the bigger story than impeachment. Yes. I hope that's wrong. I hope Me that too. we can get this epidemic Same under way. control before it reaches our shores in uh, wide and far-reaching numbers. But again, we should apply an ounce of prevention here as opposed to a pound of cure after the fact. Okay. Senator Tom, kudos to Senator Tom Cotton. You know what? He, he was labeled as some sort of kook conspiracy theorist trying to distract from uh, uh, the president's high crimes and misdemeanors, the impeachment trial and whatnot. And he turned, turned out to be dead on. Turned out dead on. Now, again, he's only a senator in the legislative branch. There's only so much you can do. You can't go making any kind of executive orders because he's not in the executive branch. Okay, He's in the legislative branch. So all these Monday morning quarterbacking, saying, well, Trump didn't take this seriously. Trump you know, underestimated it, just dismissed it like the flu. And, yeah, there were times where President Trump said some things that were pretty objectionable, like the second week of March when it became apparent that it not only was in the United States, but that it was spreading. And were we taking the necessary precautions? People asked him, you know, President, Mr. President, you've got some rallies coming up. You know, it's election season, political season. Uh, you're still going to be holding your rallies, despite the fact they're suggesting, again, it wasn't a requirement, but suggesting six feet apart, social distancing. And the president said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll still hold rallies. And I'm like, oh, my God. So thankfully, a couple of days later, he put Mike Pence in charge of kind of organizing uh, a coronavirus task force and getting the best possible uh, inf- you know, group together in order to disseminate the information about what is going on with this COVID-19 in the country. So that provided me a sense of relief and, and, and campaign rallies were canceled. But you know, on Monday, so on Monday, March 9th, okay, literally this was two days before they suspended the NBA season. Uh, Tom Hanks and his wife announced they got coronavirus in uh, Australia. Okay. When all of this, poop hit the fan two days before that which was the day march 9th was the day before super tuesday joe biden was holding a rally in detroit now why does that never get brought up okay if this was so serious and they and and these uh, leftists and these media people but i repeat myself were jumping around like poo flinging monkeys say well we all saw it was coming but the president did nothing but yet the presumptive democrat nominee for president was holding a campaign rally in michigan why why is that never part of the story? Okay? Here they're begging Joe Biden to have daily briefings to give his perspective on this, but yet him holding a rally literally two days before the NBA season was suspended, which kind of brought to light the severity of this. So, yeah, again, a lot of lot and, and there will be plenty of time to look back at what went wrong. And, you know, Senator Cotton said back in late January that the coronavirus will be end up being a bigger story than impeachment. Is that Did that not come to fruition? Yeah, it kind of did. Okay? So there's going to be a lot of looking back on how we handle this. And, and, you know, someone talks about if you take a rubber band and you stretch it as far as you can and then it snaps back, it wasn't, it wasn't the same shape as it was before you stretched it real far. And that's what we have to be like as a country. We can't go back to just business as usual. Okay. And what I mean by that specifically is you're taught, you know, we talked in the first hour about how difficult it was to import certain essential goods 
into this country. You know, you have American companies that manufacture items in China. Well, China, on a whim, can just shut off imports, you know, allowing U.S. to import goods, just on a whim, okay? So we have to bring a lot of that stuff back home. And whether people like it or not, that was a tenet of President Trump's message when he got into the presidential race. You know, he, he wasn't as eloquent as that. He, you know, he just, he just basically, well, we don't win anymore. We don't win with China. We don't do this. You know, da, da, you know, we don't win anymore. You know, we need more winning. And what he meant by that is we need to have more goods produced here in America. And I hope that includes pre- some of President Trump's companies, okay? You know, the infamous uh, uh, picture where there was a Trump tie that was made in China, okay? He has to be willing to adhere to that as well, his companies. He's, obviously, his sons are running them now, that sort of thing. Uh, how we are, you know, being able to cut back on government bureaucracy and red tape. You know, we're doing it now in this moment of crisis. Well, why are these things standing in the way? I mean, there are some things you certainly need to have oversight on. I'm not suggesting being totally flippant and just letting certain medications just fly through the process because that could that could that in itself could be deadly. But my point is, is when this is all said and done, will we be able to re- properly reflect and make adjustments accordingly? I asked the same question after the terrorist attacks at 9-11-2001. Sadly, we didn't. We were very divisive before 9-11 and even more so afterwards. And I hope we can avoid that divisiveness after this. And there's been some great stories of Americans coming together and supporting each other. And hopefully that uh, will continue and we don't take a lot of these things for granted. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I've enjoyed it. Thanks so much. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Next Sunday, Easter Sunday, yes, I will be live broadcasting. Hopefully you can check in as always. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn on. Warning. If you thought it was safe putting your money into a retirement plan all these years, then think again, because you're about to get sucker punched by the biggest tax to hit Americans' retirement savings in over a 100 years. Everything you've worked for and put away for retirement, this Congress is coming for it, using a new law that gives the IRS the green light to be able to confiscate 30% or more of your retirement savings. It's all spelled out in plain English in this free new book from the Center for Retirement Security. Get your free copy of The New American Retirement Plan and learn how you can still take back your retirement from the prying hands of Uncle Sam. Simply text the word RETIRE to 95999. On page 62, you'll learn the first move you need to make to save your IRAs and 401k. On page 143, how you can legally collect up to 76% more every month on your Social Security payouts. Text RETIRE to 95999 for your free copy. Text RETIRE to 95999. Here is your class valedictorian. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. Your child's education is an opportunity to instill a lifetime's worth of Christ-inspired principles to create that foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. For more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer 
service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. 